The following program is a specialty program. Unless otherwise identified, the participants on the program are not employees of Chorus Entertainment. Opinions expressed may not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. There are lots of lousy businesses, and there's lots of wonderful businesses. It's the art and science of money. My job has been to try and figure out which is which. It's Hi-Fi Radio from the Global News Radio studios in Toronto with Hi-Fi Portfolio Managers. Here's Wolfgang Klein and Jack Hartle. Well, good morning, my friends. Welcome to the weekend. Hope your day's off to a good start. Going to talk about money because that's what we do on Hi-Fi Radio. It is a show about money. And Wolfgang Klein, manager of wealth for many if you ever need uh, some guidance different approach a fresh start uh, perhaps a brighter future you can always reach out to jack and i wolfgangkline.com is where you can find jack hartle and i i, I have of course i'm up in uh, cottage country social distancing and uh yeah i dropped the landline at the cottage said i'm gonna cut the cord the problem is when I have to do my little radio show here, I need bars. And so I had to drive for bars. Yeah, I felt like, a, I guess, a 1990s sitcom, driving around for bars, a little uh, Robin Williams there. Yeah, well, I don't got a campus. I don't have to sit on the roof, but I drove into the town of Minden, Ontario. It's a lovely little town. It is indeed. And if perchance you're, I don't feel like Rick Marcy here. If you're, if you're coming to Minden, Ontario this weekend, do drop by the Blair Hampton Golf Course. Uh, and you can see my young son, Elliot, uh, working hard. Uh, for a few weeks of the year, which is, I'm so proud of him to be working. Kids don't want to necessarily work these days. And you got to work and you got to save. And the sooner you start, well, the more you will have. Uh, indeed, building wealth, my good friends, is a process. Uh, it's a long-term process. It's a commitment, but you, baby steps does it. Uh, it truly is all about baby steps. Uh, you know, me cutting the cord of the cottage, that's going to save me about Three four hundred dollars a year, um, but we have an expert uh, on the line. His name is Gordon Stein, uh, cash flow cookbook author. Uh, Gordon claims that uh, he can help you save up to thirteen thousand dollars per month. He has sixty different recipes uh, for saving money, and uh, he believes collectively, if you follow all of his recipes, if you're this particular candidate uh, over your lifetime, it could equate into about $2 million. So we're talking about real money here. Uh, Gordon Stein, welcome back to the show. It's always a pleasure to have you on the line. And the, if, if I may begin, without question, yeah. COVID-19 uh, yeah. has really set the table for people to rethink consumption. Um, it truly has. Every individual I speak to has said, I've been saving so much money. But then there's, there's the flip side to that is you are seeing individuals making drastic life changes um, uh, and, and spending copious amounts of money because money has become very cheap. You can borrow money easily for under 2% now, uh, historically multi-generational lows. And as such, you are seeing people make large asset purchases, cottages, homes, um, domestically focused uh, lifestyle changes. So uh, I want you to speak to that. I want you to speak to the uh, the, the daily habits, and I want, to sp- I want you to speak to how COVID-19, in your opinion, has truly impacted the way we are consuming a dollar. Yeah, no question about it. And great to be on the show, Wolf. Um, I think a few things are changing now. One is um, people have a lot more time. So whether they've 
uh, been laid off from their job or whether they're not commuting anymore, they've got some time on their hands. And that's an opportunity for more savings. It means they can take a moment and shop when they're doing home renovation projects. So people are doing work on their homes like never before. They're spending a ton of money. Take the time, get three, four quotes, and do some comparison. So a quick example, I just did a garage, I needed a garage renovated uh, at my home here. I went out and got a number of quotes everywhere from $6,000 to $10,000. So it took me four phone calls to do that. $1,000 a phone call. You've got the time now. Um, second big thing is to shop recurring expenses. Now is the time. You've got some time at home. Set down the Netflix. Go through your credit card statements. Go through your bank uh, statements. Where are you spending money? Car insurance, home insurance, everything right down to haircuts, prescription drugs. Everything is a cheaper and a better way to buy it. Outlined all of that in Cashflow Cookbook. So that's a big opportunity. Um, and, you know, I think the other thing, which is really more in your wheelhouse, Wolf, is investments. You know, what happened with your investments over the last while? If you did the smart thing, there was a chance to actually be up. If you did some panic selling, if you maybe had the wrong advisor, now's the time to take a look at all that. I don't know if you have any free room for more customers, Wolf, but I think people need the help from what I'm hearing. You know, uh, the brilliant um, uh, answer, uh, and you covered off a lot of bases there. Uh <laughs> I, I, I'm going to speak again uh, uh, t- to the heart here and, 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 uh, and offer a little transparency in my own experience uh, right here, right now. I'm in the process of moving, um, uh, moving my good friends, <laughs> real estate, that is, uh, is probably the, one of the most costly endeavors you can undertake. Um, and being so costly, you, you must minimize the occurrence of such activity uh, specifically. Mm-hmm. Uh, in, in in Toronto, uh, because of the land transfer tax, on a purchase, the land transfer tax can be well above 4% of purchase price. Um, I, I want to inform all listeners that, that there is an app, uh, a land transfer app. Be aware of it. Uh, pull it up. Have it on your phone. And as you're looking at a home, I want you to put the price into that app, and it'll tell you what your land transfer tax is because it's a significant amount. But, again, flip it around. When you sell a home, you have to pay Five percent commission. Uh, so between the the, the uh, sale and the purchase, uh, the drag on your net worth is upwards of nine percent. Uh, very very significant numbers, and you have to take those numbers seriously. And therefore, the only way you can accept such large numbers is over time. Uh, you must amortize that large expense over time. Uh, and I can't I can reiterate the importance of of that, uh, Gordon. Yeah, no, there's no question about it. I think you make a good point with the move because the other thing I'm seeing a lot of is what I'd call change circumstances. So there's a lot of people who now aren't commuting. Well, if you're not commuting, do you need to have the two cars that you have? You know, have you moved to a home gym because you couldn't work out for months because of the virus, but then are you still paying for a gym someplace else? So as these circumstances change, you've got an ideal opportunity to really think differently about how you're doing things. Well, I'm going to speak to that uh, again further. Uh, You make a very good point about reviewing your expenses. Um, In in, in purchasing a new home, I have to now insure the new home. And as such, I had to call my insurance company. Uh, It was one of the most frustrating calls I have had. Uh, it, It took me hours to get through. And the uh, the COVID nineteen work at home experience from a technological point of view didn't hold up. 
one of our big six banks, I'm not going to mention the name of the carrier, but one of our big six banks who supplies like current insurance, supplies like current insurance, uh, getting through to a, uh, a broker or an agent and dealing in the process was one of the most frustrating experiences I've had. Uh, I'm going to share with you some of the painful details I had to go through. Uh, and as such, it's, it's a good wake-up call for me to now review uh, my home insurance uh, to make sure mm-hmm. it's not just about price. It's about service and about the right covered because again you're insuring one of your largest assets so again there's an expense you got to pay very close attention to and equally so mm-hmm. make sure it is the right package for you if we're going to go to commercial break we're talking about money my good friends your money jack hartle and i want you to have more of it gordon stein author of cash flow cookbook has up to thirteen thousand dollars a month of potential savings in terms of lifestyle he can help you if you have a chance, take a look at his book, Cash Flow Cookbook. Uh, we're going to go break. Get right back to the show right after this. Money. Let's take a break. But after, Wolf and Jack will continue their in-depth discussion about money. You're listening to Hi-Fi Radio from Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Good morning, my friend. Welcome back. So... Yep, it's a show about just that, money. I'm Wolfgang Klein. Hope you're off to a good start, Jack Hartle, my partner, my friend, uh, your confidant when it comes to money. Uh, joined us, of course, each and every week. Good morning to you, Jack. How are you, pal? Good morning, Wolf. Uh, good to be here again. Yes, indeed. Uh, you're social distancing, I take it. Are you uh, at home or are you up north, Jack? I don't even know where you are. And I don't care. I don't need to know where you are. I just know you are. Right? Uh, yeah, so where are you, pal? In Newmarket right now, actually. So at home, uh, connection's better here. So I try to, to work from home when I can. But uh, we also have high speed up north, which is nice. And just like Gord said, it allows you to do, you know, work uh, and be productive uh, remotely, which is uh, fantastic. And uh, again, Jack, uh, you know, being that you live up in uh, the uh, Newmarket area, of course, you uh, are saving yourself a lot of money uh, from a transit point of view. And uh, I assume your cars are sitting in the driveway a lot more and, uh, I know people always, always giggle at me. I continue to drive a now 16-year, soon-to-be 17-year-old car, I must say. And I haven't put gas in my car or fuel in my car in six weeks. I am on empty. I need some fuel now. But six weeks, not bad. And it cost me 50 bucks to fill it up. Uh, so I, I, I'm following one of your rules anyways, eh, Gord? Yeah. No, I think that, that makes a ton of sense. And, you know, I think I just saw this thing, this company Afterpay coming to Canada now. You know, lets people pay for things like a set of yoga pants over several weeks, you know, with an interest rate. And, you know, we've got these low interest rates that you mentioned. Well, I think this isn't the time to be, you know, spending beyond your means. This is a time to pull back and look for those savings. Get that money working for you over the long haul. Get it invested properly. Well, again, um, I, I do feel for those who uh, did panic in the uh, uh, COVID uh, econ- or the COVID market meltdown, um, and uh, Jack and I held our clients' hands real steady. And uh, well, I will say with a ninety-nine percent or yeah, ninety-nine percent accuracy rate, uh, got them through the crisis. If you go online uh, to WolfgangKlein.com, you can take a look at the performance that Jack and I have put on the table. And uh, I'm pleased to say that our growth mandate year-to-date is up over 10%. And your money my good friend, doubles every seven years at 10%. I want to knock on wood. 
and certainly uh, some volatility markets, you know, the jitteredness has to come our way at some point. But this is one roaring bull market. You know, I want to go. This is interesting, gentlemen. Uh, again, we're talking about saving money, but equally important is how you spend a little money uh, in terms of your assets. Uh, again, I want to go back to the example of my home. Um, uh, prior to listing my home, I put a new roof on it. Prior to listing my new, my home for sale, I brought in a, uh, a, a carpenter, uh, a handyman, to fix up a bunch of little things that would have caught the eye. I dressed my home for sale. I didn't necessarily stage the home, which we did as well. I decluttered it. But importantly, the things that I think are very important to avoid and minimize objections, I spent some money. So again, the money I spent on my home was not an expense. It was an investment, uh, I believe, that I, I received a return on. The point made, my home sold in eight days. There are homes around me on market and have been on market for 60, 80, 90 days. More expensive and certainly even less expensive than my home. Why aren't they selling? Because they don't show properly. People have not took, taken the time to, to dress the home up for sale. So uh, I want you to speak to that, Gordon. Do, do you agree with me if you have an asset like a home? Is it often worth the time to spend money? And if so, what part of a home do you believe is most important to get the biggest bang for your buck? Yeah, no, I think that's a great point. Sometimes the right thing is to do is to spend money and sometimes to even spend more money. You know, a great example, when people buy things, you know, they don't do the research. So maybe they buy something that seems cheap and then it doesn't last and they've got to go back and replace it. So I think first thing, when you actually are going to go and spend money, take the time, get on consumerreports.org, $25 a year, every lawnmower, washing machine, stereo, look all that stuff up so you get the best one. And then when it comes to, Something like a home, again, you got to think a little bit about saving money for sure in the things that don't matter. So getting good good home insurance, getting things done properly, but then sometimes you got to preserve that asset and you got to get the work done to look after it. So, you know, typically the biggest returns comes from things like kitchens and bathrooms and getting those up to speed. But I think that regular maintenance makes a big difference too because in homes there's a big stitch in time saves nine factor. So getting that regular maintenance done is not a place to be cheap. Annual uh, reviews of the heating and cooling systems and all these kinds of house systems get the drains looked at because that can be cheap over the long haul. You know, I agree once again. And, and Jack, you and I are on the total same page here. But to speak to that, about taking care of an asset, dealing with the little things as they come up rather than allowing them to escalate into bigger dramatic issues. Yeah, well, the house for most people is one of their biggest assets for sure. So you got to take care of it, maintain it. And if you take care of things along the way, it saves you from having the big expenses down the road uh, that are very difficult to deal with. So little bits and bites, healthy habits, maintaining your house, very important. Um, and I've looked at it myself in terms of moving costs because you're talking about land transfer. And I even said to my wife, I said, for the land transfer costs and all the friction that's involved in us moving, we could actually update our house if we wanted to. And we would have more than we're actually trying to, to upgrade to in terms of the, the house that we were trying to purchase. So we actually just stayed put and updated our kitchen. And like I said, I think if you're going to buy a new house, you want to make sure that you uh, get value for whatever you're upgrading to. And that could be location, square footage, um, could be lots of things, could be more land. But you want to make sure that whatever you have, it's you know better that to uh, whether or not it's better to update it or better to move to, to get the most value for your dollar. And when you're looking at that, you really want to think long term, just like Gord said. I think, again, you know, uh, 
It depends on where you are in life. But the point you're making is, I think, let's complete it. In other words, we're speaking just about moving up. I think the same thing in terms of moving down. Um, Jack, you and I witnessed firsthand with a good friend of ours. I'm not going to mention the name, but you know who I'm speaking to, who um, had, had a large home in Toronto. Um, and it was now too big for him and his wife. And so they decided to scale down into a townhouse. But by the time they purchased the townhouse, which was smaller, they ended up with a smaller property. They renovated the home. So, again, if you're going to move in either direction, make sure the move is significant enough to more than offset all of the expenses and drag involved. I repeat, the the land transfer tax, the commission, the moving costs, the renovation costs, the the disposal costs. I witnessed people... uh, purchase a home fully furnished, move away from their home that was still fully stuffed with stuff, and have to end up calling 1-800-GOT-JUNK. Another t- another point, gentlemen, before we go to break, deal with your garbage as it accumulates. Don't wait to the end to deal with your garbage. It's too much money. People build industries around stuff like this. Don't be a victim to that. Well, Gordon Stein, author, cash flow cookbook, uh, uh, without being obvious, how can people find you, my good friends, if they want more advice from uh, your 60 recipes? You can reach me by email, gord at cashflowcookbook.com. Happy to help you with some savings of money and improve your finances. Cashflowcookbook.com. It's so easy. And you know something? I think some of those recipes are easy to make. I think it's worth your investment to buy the book. Uh, you listen to Hi-Fi Radio, yeah. Global News Radio Network, 640 in Toronto. Thank you very kindly, Gordon Stein. And we're going to now speak with Niels Christensen, uh, my real estate broker who helped me transact in my house. Right after this on Hi-Fi Radio. Don't go anywhere. There's more great show after this. You're listening to Hi-Fi Radio from Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. About money, it's high by radio. Good morning to you. Hope you're having a good one. Jack and I, of course, are here to help you have a little bit more wealth because with wealth, well, it comes uh, opportunity, it comes choice. Choice is what it's all about. The more choices you have, I think the less stress you have. And uh, well, money can't buy happiness, but it can certainly reduce stress, I believe. And uh, well, I'm very passionate about having. you have more wealth, as is my good friend Jack Hartle. Um, straight down the middle, keeping the ball on the fairway. Uh, it works. It really, really, really works. Uh, first-hand proof, you know, we have 20-year clients who started small, and, well, they have quite large now, and they continue to build wealth. Uh, it's a process. Um, you got to play the long game, my good friends. you got to play the long game, eh? Uh, putting for show but driving for dough. Absolutely right. And uh, I don't care the asset class. There's, there's, there's some truisms in business uh, that I, again, need to repeat. Number one, quality. Have a quality partner in life, a quality spouse. Uh, you will be a happier individual. Work for a quality employer. Buy a quality house. Buy quality companies. And you will be just fine. Um, but you got to think long. you got to think the long game because in the short term, a whole lot can happen in the long term. The trend tends to be your friend. Uh, Niels Christensen is joining us. Uh, he is my real estate 
broker uh, of the Christensen Group. I've known Niels now for thir- pretty near 30 years. So we were talking 25, 26 years as I purchased my first home with his wife, Doris. And, of course, they are a partnership. Niels, uh, thank you, thank you, thank you uh, for joining us and for helping me purchase a great home and helping me sell my home in eight days. Um, I can't thank you enough. You did an amazing job. Good morning to you. Good morning. My pleasure. You talk about uh, the long game. Yeah, it has been a long game for you. 20, 25, 30 years, you bought your house, went up a few dollars. <laughs> hey, well, you know, it, I'll, you know I, I don't want to be too transparent on air, but, uh, you know, again, I, it, I made money with my house um, without question, but I did the math on it, the long math, and uh, I purchased the house for X. I put a lot of money into the house, so that's plus Y. And the Z rate of return, believe it or not, over 25 years has been about 3.8% compounded. That is the fact. And the irony is I ran through the math on the, on the home I purchased, and they, too, purchased the house, put a lot of money in terms of renovation into the house, and then sold the house to me. And my guesstimation is they, too, uh, generated a 35 to 4% annual return over 20 years. Now, is that a bad return? I don't believe it is. Uh, I lived in the house. I enjoyed the house. In fact, I love the house. Um, and it was a tax-free return. So net-net, it's a great investment over time. Um, but again, I spoke earlier uh, with Gordon Stein. I had a chance to listen to him. You can pick up a podcast on our website, WolfgangKlein.com. Of course, each and every week, as Jack and I are, Jack and I produce this show, it's always available for podcasting. But I spoke to Gordon about the expense of transacting in real estate. And therefore, you better be uh, careful and methodical in how you go about doing it. But equally important, and let's, let's speak to your side of the game first, Neil. Um, the god-awful commission I have to pay to sell my house. Uh, when, when I bought that home 20 years ago, the commissions were on my right hand. I could count how many thousands of dollars they were. I paid several hundred thousand bucks for the house. I think it was 6% back in those days. Uh, so the commission was probably 12 grand. It's a very different game today. But getting into uh, six figures doesn't take a whole lot of effort. But Nick, I'm going to flip around now to you, my friend. Um, you've been in this game for 25 to 30 years. You, you know the biggest piece of value I got from Niels Christensen of the Christensen Group as my broker is your 30 years of experience. That came through, Niels, in colors as we went through the process, your ability to negotiate, your, your, your ability to, to say, I've seen this movie before, how people act, how they react through the whole back and forth negotiating process. And that, Niels, only comes with experience <laughs> which is good i'm gonna make another point to that niels isn't that amazing my mom said to me throughout my life she said wolf a man's and an individual's peak earning years are in and around 55 60 it could even be 65 and when you're self-employed building your own brand which is what the wolf on bay street uh is all about and that's what the christensen group is all about when you're building your own brand it doesn't happen overnight. If you play the long game, which Jack and I are doing, which Niels, you and Doris have done at the Christensen Group, the fruit is down the road. And so you just, you, as a man who wants to enter retirement, you speak to this, Niels, you're having a great year. You say, why retire? You, you, I don't think business has ever been better for you, has it? 
Well, we have had uh, better years. COVID certainly has uh, changed uh, a lot of things for a lot of people. But like any industry, um, the real estate industry has adapted and we've learned how to uh, function within it. But, you know, it, it, it's interesting when you draw attention to the expense of, uh, of transacting. There's no doubt about it. It's, uh, it's expensive to sell a house in Toronto uh, because, you know, the, the commissions, they are negotiable. But... Uh, one of my pet peeves as a uh, as an agent that is representing a seller is when I'm discussing a commission with you as a prospective client, I'm also uh, basically negotiating the commission on behalf of the buyer's agent because, as you know, um, uh, there was a there was an agent representing the buyer for your home. Even though he's representing the buyer, you're paying his fee. And I think this um, buyer representation never used to exist years ago when I first started. It does now. And I think that the commission structure, the fee structure across the board uh, needs to change to reflect that. I think that when you, when a seller goes to the market and uh, they hire a broker, they should be paying that broker for his services. And the buyer should be paying their broker for their services. But I appreciate uh, your observation about experience. Uh, you know, there's about 52 or 54,000 real estate agents who are members of the, the real estate board in Toronto. In my opinion, 90% of them should be doing something else. They, they do average transactions like two or three a year. They're not professional, they're not experienced, and they have no idea how to represent their clients. It, it, you need a full-time experienced agent in this market to help you navigate uh, uh, the market, that's for sure. And I'm glad, I, I, I'm really happy that you saw the difference in, in, in how it worked out for you and uh, Kathleen. Well, you know, Neil, I'll tell you what I love about life. Um, and what I love about experience is when you are able to draw analogies from one experience to the other, to the next, to the next. And I learned that back in my advertising days. Um, about, and, and they spoke about universal truths. If something is true, it can be proven in, in science, in, in, in philosophy, and in practical day-to-day applications. So the point I want to make now is, and again, I, I've gone to school uh, to stay, as a hobby, of course, for culinary. As you know, that I post some pictures on Instagram. I love cooking. I love eating. And uh, so I went to George Brown and took a number of culinary courses. So much fun. Um, and there you follow what's called a recipe. What is a recipe? It's a process. Jack and I have a process for managing money. Niels, you have an amazing process for listing a home. And I want to speak to that because, again, that is – but you've spent money preparing to list my home. Uh, as soon as we listed our home with the Christensen Group, three days later, window washers showed up and washed the exterior windows of my home. Um, then your wife came into my home and helped stage it and uh, move things around to make the home decluttered. And I have to admit, my home was it wasn't cluttered, but it was well lived in. It was well loved. And when you declutter some of the love, it actually looks a lot nicer. Certainly, it shows a lot better. So, again, you did, your wife did an amazing job, Doris, um, helping stage the home. But she also then brought in uh, a cleaning crew to help truly do a wonderful cleaning job on the floors, the baseboards, etc. Then you sent over a photographer and a videographer. Uh, again, on my first transaction back in 1996, there was none of this black and white photo. No, no, not today. Today they come with drones. They do night shots. They do day shots. Um, and you produce a brochure, and it ends up on the Internet. Like the, today's process, Neil, is so different. It's sophisticated. You have refined it. And I think that is a key reason why, 
our home sold in eight days, and there's still homes on my street uh, that have been on the market before mine and sit on the market today. Well, you know, you, you mentioned something which uh, really resonates with me because I say it to clients all the time. When people are selling, obviously they want to know what the value of their house is. But to me, it's secondary because, you know, when you're in the markets every day, the value of a house is determined by the market. It's, it's not determined by what I think or you think or the, or the agent down the street thinks. What we focus on is a process. I've sold homes when interest rates were 22%, when we had SARS, when we've had COVID. We've developed a process that works. And to go back to your comment about uh, fees, all professionals charge a fee. I don't mind paying you a huge fee if I get the results that I'm looking for. And I think mm-hmm. the problem the problem with our industry is that a pet peeve of mine, you know, you go into multi-million dollar homes and the brochure consists of a black and white photocopy of the listing contract. If people are going to charge, you know, 3%, 4%, 5%, 6% uh, commissions, uh, whatever it is, uh, what we have found is we have to bring more to the table to substantiate those fees. So absolutely, from when you when you uh, sold your first house, there was no such thing as home inspections or feature sheets or virtual tours. And, and we have developed a process which includes all those things that work. Hey, Jack, do you not have uh, a few acquaintances that are part-time real estate agents? Uh, yeah, for sure. People that, uh, like like Neil said, they sell probably maybe one or two homes a year. And uh, you know, they do it as a side gig, I guess. But uh, certainly not the the same expertise that Niels brings to the table. And uh, you know, being in the being in the financial industry, you certainly really appreciate the fact of what experience does bring to the table because uh, it allows you to get through periods of time like we had in March, April, like May. Things were pretty tough back then, and for us, for us to be able to talk to our clients, walk them through the process, and really the people that were panicking the most, it was people either entering retirement or this was the first time they really experienced the crash because they weren't uh, involved in 2008. So having that under our belt certainly helped us. We were good examples of that, Jack. You know, we're approaching retirement. My wife tends to worry more than I do, but basically uh, we turn to you guys as the professionals and and we trust trust your advice. Um, real estate, people that have a job and do real estate on the side, I mean, all the power to them. Everybody needs to be able to uh, make a few extra bucks. I just think the level of responsibility that people entrust their agents, they need a full-time committed agent instead of somebody that's, you know, uh, uh, got a full-time job and does real estate as a, as a hobby. Wholeheartedly agree with you, Niels Christensen. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, we are getting back to the show about money. It's high fly radio. Uh, the, the discussion is far and wide when it comes to money. That's what Jack and I focus on each and every day. It goes far beyond the stock market. It goes far beyond your RSP. Everything and anything to do with money, you need a go-to team, and that's what Jack and I are, we believe, WolfgangKlein.com. And, and a member of our team, I believe, is my good friend, Niels Christensen, who helped me list my home, sell my home, and purchase my next home. His process, I think, was impeccable. I'm very, very impressed with the outcome. and pleased with the outcome. And there is a lot to it a lot more, I think, than meets the eye at first. But when you delve into the services provided, I think there's great value and you need to focus on quality. Once again, Hi-Fi Radio, you can stay tuned, my good friends. We'll get right back to it. Listen, we're going to take a break. But when we come back, more money talk. You're listening to Hi-Fi Radio from Global News Radio, 640 Toronto.
Uh, he talked, I guess Kim didn't make it up to the key to Bellman this year, did he? Oh, I think the key's actually closed for the year. I haven't heard any any news out of that, but um, yeah, maybe uh, maybe they'll do one where they play on the deck and you can sit out in your boat. Who knows? Do me a favor, Jack. I want you to line up the key to Bellman. We'll have to do an interview with them, as I always bring Keith on from uh, the Highland Cinema. Uh, get over the key. Would you please knock on the door and try to let's get them on the show? And I also want to get on Weckley one day. I want to talk about the Alma Combine. I'm very curious what's happened to that venue here in Toronto. Uh, but we're speaking about uh, probably the largest investment you will ever make. It's in your home. Uh, I think real estate and home ownership for families is cornerstone wealth building. Um, it's slow. It's steady. It's the, it, it, if you want to make a lot of money with real estate, um, the name of the game is taking on leverage. And I don't like leverage. I don't like borrowed money. But boy, money has become so cheap. It's unbelievable. And at some point, I think you need to rethink that uh, debt repayment strategy when money gets to this cheap. But again, a conservative approach, I think, works over the long haul. Uh, I'm pleased to uh, have Niels Christensen on the line. Uh, he's been on the show a number of times. And uh, I've known Niels since 1996 when I purchased my first home. Uh, as a matter of fact, I purchased my first home uh, in the middle of a uh, real estate correction. Um, interest rates were moving up and real estate was quite soft uh, when I purchased my first home. I just made a transaction recently with Niels who helped me purchase and sell. And we did it in the, the sell in a matter of eight days. Because I want you to speak to this notion of, because I found it very fascinating, not accepting offers for an eight-day period to feel out the market. So, and then the process of, uh, if that doesn't work, plan B. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, people that are on the multiple listing system, it's, it's proven to be the most effective way of, uh, of exposing your property. So I, I believe that uh, when, you, when you take your property to the MLS, you should get an MLS service. And so if, if the house sells, you know, within hours of coming on the property, it's a natural human response to think, geez, you know, what if I have waited? That being said, you have to have a process in place for managing that scenario. So with most of our homes, and even in, you know, the upper price point homes that, that, that you know, you and your wife are in, the principle is the same. Uh, we want to expose that property to the maximum number of people in the shortest period of time. And so the strategy is, is that you bring it to the market on, on day one, and you don't really consider any offers until day seven, eight, nine, or 10. You don't want to go too long because what happens is other inventory comes to the market and competes against you and takes some wind out of your sales. It's a strategy. Like any strategy, it can fail. So it has to be handled very, very uh, well. And uh, yeah, and, and I delicately is a good, good term because sometimes you can lose people in the process, right? Now, all that being said, you'll remember that when we adopted that strategy, if somebody is asking you know, $2 million for their house. And the strategy is to wait a week to look at offers. And on day two, somebody says, well, I've got an offer for $3 million and I'm not waiting till day two. Obviously you can deal with that, but what do you call, sorry, what do you call that? What do you call that? Well, people call it a bully offer. I hate the term because I remember days when you would pray for an offer. When, when you bought your house, there was a real estate correction. That particular seller was very thankful to see your offer. Now we're in different times, but they call it a bully offer. I prefer to call it a preemptive offer. It's uh, bully sounds so negative to me, but uh, anyway, that's what it's referred to. 
Interesting, interesting time. Again, it's, it's, it's amazing because Jack and I took a little bit of money out of the market in the last couple of weeks. Uh, we right. had some amazing profits, some amazing runs in some of our tech stocks. We trimmed back, for example, our DocuSign that has been, oh, what a darling. And well, what, what, DocuSign, we, we use like tremendously a lot in real estate and, and it did well. What was it up 200% or 300% or something since you bought it? Yeah. yeah unbelievable. Yeah, too. We, we paid 64. We sold it for over 200 in a matter of about eight, nine months. And yes, I, I had the pleasure of using the service and it works like a charm. Uh, you know, again, on my cell phone, I call it a cell phone, on my telephone, <laughs> um, I can have a little difficulty reading, but he can expand. But beyond that, it worked very, very, very well. But the point is, when it comes to to our game uh, of managing money with uh, financial assets, investments in businesses, ownership in businesses, boy, can we transact easily and fluidly, Ajax? Eh, like nothing to it. We can sell DocuSign in you know an hour for our entire clients, and that's using algos and being slow. Uh, you know, it's incredible. Selling real estate really is so different. Um, and again, uh, going through the process with you, Neil, I was just drawing parallels of similarities and differences. And I go back to Jack and I, you know, we're dealing often with the machine and people speak about the machine trading. Jack and I put trades into what's called algos all the time. So we are able to use technology, sophisticated technology to gradually get into or off of a position without moving the market. But with real estate, one, two, three offers on a good day on your property, when you're selling Microsoft or Apple, there's a lot of people to buy and sell the stock each and every day. So that's, again, where I go back to the personal touch, the delicate, the delicate nature, and the experience of seeing this game before me, the way people act and react. Can you speak to some of the nuances and, and, and surprises i.e. of a deal not closing because someone intervened or just uh, people uh, actually receiving the deposit and not closing the sale? Speak to both sure. Well, first of all, your, your comment about technology, I think, is bang on. Uh, when I started, everything was done face-to-face, and you know you were running around at night at 11 o'clock at night from one house to another house, right? But yeah. uh, technology is a tool. It helps us get our be more efficient, and COVID has forced us to use technology uh, much more effectively. So y- you will remember when I sold your house, I wasn't actually physically in front of you. I was in a different location, right? But um, You're on vacation, and then you're allowed to take time. We all, you know, none of us are, I'm sorry to interrupt, Niels, but you, know, you were on vacation. But you were being as connected as can be, and it was seamless. It was it was perfectly fluid, unbelievable. So again, I want to speak to two things. You know, number one, your passion for the business, your love of the business, and that guys like Jack, myself, you, we don't turn it off. You can't turn it off. It's a market. It's always alive. Sorry, pal. Carry on. Yeah, it's it's. I I don't like to think that we're in a sales business. Sales is actually a big part of it. But you and I are both in the service industry, right? We service our clients, and whether whether I'm here or I'm on, uh, it was our 40th wedding anniversary. So my wife would kill me if we didn't go away. But whether I'm here or or down in Kingston in the Thousand Islands, I can still service my clients, you included. You ask me about things that sometimes uh, don't work. Um, 
you know, real estate is, is a very, can be a very complicated transaction. It doesn't have to be. It's very simple. One of the things that we pride ourselves on is our attention to detail. So um, you want to make sure we're not lawyers, but I've done thousands of agreements. So I know my way around an agreement, but you want to make sure that when you're representing a seller, that all the T's are crossed and the I's are dotted and you get sufficient deposits. What I find is the level of professionalism in our industry is abysmal. Uh, it, it's got a very low entry point to get into it. I mean, for you to be able to do what you do, you've got to go through all kinds of courses and Canadian securities course, which I've done and I failed twice. It's a hard course. The level, the entry level in the tour business is fairly easy, but and the level of professionalism is, I think, uh, not where it should be. Simple things, and you experienced it, agents going, uh, showing you home and then not locking it up after they leave. But we don't have a lot of, we personally don't have a lot of deals that uh, don't complete because we are very, very careful to make those agreements of purchase and sale as rock solid as possible. I can think, I can count on one hand in 35 years of the transactions that I've done that people have, you know, not closed on basically. I'm just curious, Niels, when people don't close, um, is the deposit kept then uh, by the other party? It's a great question. It's a common misconception when the buyer writes a deposit, it's held in trust by the uh, deposit holder for the seller. And the deposit holder is usually the seller's brokerage firm. It can be somebody else like a lawyer or so on, but it's usually the, the brokerage firm. So if the buyer reneges on, on the deal, if they have no legal re- uh, reason for not closing, it's you know it's a firm deal, all the conditions are looked after, and they just change their mind or whatever, or they, they get buyer's remorse, and they don't close, that deposit does not automatically go to the seller. It's held in trust. The seller has to sue uh, on the terms of the agreement, and, uh, and they have to try and mitigate the damages, obviously, by putting the house back on the market. But a judge eventually will decide uh, as to the disposition of the uh, deposit funds. And, uh, you know, generally, if you sell a house for a million dollars and they renege on it, the buyer reneges on it, and you subsequently sell it for 900 that buyer is liable for the difference, and they probably would lose their deposit in addition to other damages. Uh, my good friends, it's been an amazing hour, I must say. Uh, Niels Christensen, uh, experienced veteran uh, of selling Toronto real estate, uh, his wife, Doris Christensen of the Christensen Group. Uh, their entire team, I must say, did an amazing job. Jack, you and I have built an amazing team. Um, we are we are reaping the rewards. Uh, our clients are benefiting uh, from our process. Uh, any final thoughts, Jack? Well, like you said, just stick with the long term, and I think that's what uh, Niels has uh, just echoed here in the fact that uh, when you when you purchase a home, you know you're not looking to flip it next month or next uh, next year, and if you can, you know, buy good quality assets. Uh, maybe use leverage, a little bit of leverage uh, along the way as well. As long as it's good leverage, um, you can reap the rewards, whether it's a home or whether it's uh, in the stock market. Now, and on a final note, Niels, I am a little disappointed uh, that in 1996, you didn't offer me the home on College Street. It's the size of a shoebox. <laughs> it, it hit the tape at $1.800,000 over asking. I, I can't believe it. It's for another day, my good friend. Why don't we show a great weekend? I uh, hope. Jack and I did our job today. I think we did. And uh, Jack, I want to wish you a good uh, one as well. Niels Christensen of the Christensen Group. Outstanding, my friend. Uh, We'll get you back on the show real soon. Have a good weekend. Making money is the best. So how do you make more money? Life would be sunny. 
Come on back after this. You're listening to Hi-Fi Radio from Global News Radio 640 Toronto. The preceding program is a specialty program. Unless otherwise identified, the participants on the program are not employees of Chorus Entertainment. Opinions expressed may not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto.